This is Democracy, the podcast about what's happening to democracy around the world and its implications for Australia. This podcast is produced by Year 10 students at All Saints College in Perth, Western Australia. Welcome to episode one of Democracy. In this episode, we'll be talking about America. Is it actually a democracy? Could it become a dictatorship? And is Donald Trump, in all his wisdom, a possible dictator? Today in the studio with us, we have exactly zero experts, but we do have Imogen. Hey, hey. Tara. Hiya. And Chelsea. Thanks. It's Kelsey. Sure. A total of three high schools, no expertise whatsoever. Thanks for joining us, guys. So, right into it. Is America a democracy? Of course America is a democracy. That's something I'm sure everyone is aware of, but the issue is, it's a bit of a dodge democracy. A dodge democracy? Yeah, well, I mean, in 2014, a study by both Princeton and Northwestern Uni showed that America is technically an oligarchy. An oligarchy is a type of democracy, just one that doesn't work. So the rich in America have the most power and control over policies so that they get what they want and the rest of Americans have no power. Doesn't that make it not a democracy, if it's an oligarchy and all? Some articles say that that it could actually be described as a kleptocracy. Wait, so is America a democracy or a kleptocracy? Or an oligarchy? And wait, what even is a kleptocracy? Well, a kleptocracy is a government with corrupt leaders that use their power to exploit the people and natural resources in order to boost their own wealth and political powers. Wait, what? Okay. You know what? Let's bring this back to the basics. In 2016, the EIU officially declared America as a flawed democracy, so that's what it is. And if we were to go that layer deeper, then yes, America is an oligarchy, which is a type of flawed democracy. So America (laughs) is basically just a very flawed democracy? Yup. That makes so much more sense. So, moving on, we have to ask the question. If America has gone from a full democracy to a flawed democracy, is there a chance that we take an even further step backwards into a slight dictatorship? I never thought of that. (laughs) Well, that's a hard question to answer. Because, I mean, the basic structure of America's democracy is found in the Constitution. But that's just the thing. The American Constitution protects everything. And I mean everything. Yeah, that's right. In America, freedom of speech is protected in the Constitution under the First Amendment. But isn't that a good thing? Well, that's what you would think. Most people would agree that all individuals have a right to free speech. But protecting this freedom in the Constitution is not how freedom of speech should be achieved. By protecting freedom of speech in the Constitution, people are legally allowed to say hate speech as long as it's public opinion. So, while the government can't control what people say about the government and whether they like it or not, they also can't control people discriminating against other people? Exactly! Unlike nearly all other democracies, hate speech in America isn't regulated, and the Supreme Court has repeatedly ruled that hate speech is legally protected under the First Amendment. That's ridiculous! Yeah! Wait, is that like the Snyder vs. Phelps case? I know about that one. Take it away. So, Snyder vs. Phelps case, one of the most important cases that has entered the United States Supreme Court. Its ruling confirmed that speech on public matters presented on public property is legal. This speech is legal and won't be stopped, even if the speech is offensive, outrageous, and causes emotional distress. In 2006, US Marine Matthew Snyder was killed in Iraq. At his funeral, Westboro Baptist Church set up like they had done at hundreds of other funerals across the US, protesting against what they called an increasing tolerance towards homosexuality. Signs included, America is doomed, you're going to hell, God hates you, fag troops, and thank God for dead soldiers. (laughs) At his funeral? Yeah, it wasn't great. Albert Snyder, a gay man, claimed Phelps had intentionally caused emotional distress. 
In the ruling, judges ruled in favour of the Westboro Church and the Phelps family, who were also at the funeral protesting, determining that their hate speech related to public issue was completely protected and couldn't be prevented as it was on private property. That's terrible. Would that ever happen in Australia? Thankfully not. In Australia, whilst yes, we have protection of free speech, we are only protected under an implied freedom of political speech. That protection doesn't cover hate speech, as we have anti-vilification laws which defines vilification as a public act that could encourage hatred or severe ridicule to people because of either their race, colour, ethnicity, sexuality, etc. Thank God. Is that all America does bad? (coughs) Well, (laughs) um, there's a lot more that they're doing wrong, but we would be here for hours if you went over everything. So the next major flaw in America's democracy, I guess, would be their electoral system because, oh boy, is that a mess or what? (laughs) Yeah, in America, people don't actually elect the president like they say they do. They elect representatives to elect the president called electoral colleges. Seriously? Yep. Basically, that means whoever is elected isn't a representative of the people. They're a representative of their electoral college. Like, Hillary got 48.5% of the overall vote, and while Trump got 46.5%. 4% of votes, he still won. How can that even happen? Well, he got more of the electoral votes. In Texas, for example, 25 of the 36 electoral seats went to Trump and the other 11 to Hillary. But all 36 of those seats count towards Trump because he got majority. It's even worse in Michigan. There was a 0.2% difference in votes and Trump won 9 of 14 House seats, therefore having 16 electoral college votes count towards him. So yeah, it's not the best. And that's not even mentioning gerrymandering and voter suppression. Gerrymandering? Gerrymandering is basically changing the electoral districts to help one party. The party in power, every 10 years, can redraw the electoral districts, which generally leads to gerrymandering. Common tactics involve packing, where they pack as many of one party, let's say Democrats, into one district. When one district votes mainly Democrat, half of their votes are basically wasted because only half of them are needed to win. Then there's cracking, where about half the district is Democrat, but slightly more is Republican. This is often done by cracking dense areas of voters in half. It's been described as an election in reverse. This instead of the voters picking the representatives, the representatives pick the voters. Wow. America also doesn't have compulsory voting, right? Which doesn't help voter turnout. Yeah, but what were you saying about voter suppression? Right. There's this law in America where only people with valid ID can vote. A valid ID can be anything issued from the government with your photo on it, like a driver's license. So, that sounds fair. You'd think so. But it turns out more than 500,000 registered voters in Texas couldn't vote because of this. All in all, whilst America is heading down the right path to become a dictatorship, the American Constitution protects democratic rights so strongly it would take a lot of effort to get rid of them all. I think it's inevitable that we have to talk about Donald Trump, guys. (laughs) We love. Uh, Debatable. Despite having zero political background and a previous career in acting, starring in Home Alone 2 and Little Rascals, Trump both surprised and horrified the world when he won the 2016 election, becoming America's 45th president. But did he really win the election? I mean, there was that whole scandal about the election with the supposed interference of the Russians which affected the result favouring Trump over Clinton. (laughs) Russians, am I right? Interesting fact, Donald Trump tried to stop Robert Mueller's investigation into the Russian influence on the Trump campaign. Pretty dodgy for somebody with nothing to hide. (laughs) Breathe if you love oppression. (laughs) Wake up and smell the dictatorship forming. Oh boy. Another super fun fact, Donald Trump is the only US president to fit all four warning signs of an autocratic leader. That's a dictator if you didn't know. Every other one never fit more than two. 
Oh yeah, I heard about that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the four warning signs for rejecting democratic rules, denying the le- legitimacy or the right to authority of opponents, tolerating or encouraging violence and the readiness to limit civil liberties of opponents. <laughs> Spot on, actually. One example of this is Trump's treatment of the Department of Justice. You know that Robert Mueller guy I just mentioned? His current office is a special counsel for the United States Department of Justice, and he was the previous director of the FBI. So his investigation into Trump is kind of a big deal. So much so that Trump labeled it a witch hunt created by none other than Barack Obama. Among other people he targets with his accusations are the FBI, the Attorney General, the Intelligence System, and other Department of Justice agencies. He ordered the Department of Justice to investigate its own investigation, which was into him. The thing is, as president, all these departments work for him. For someone who just became president, that's a pretty ballsy thing to do. Yeah, but it was just to undermine Mueller's investigation. If all of the departments of justice are as dodgy as he makes out, then Mueller's investigation has to be too, right? You know, if he was truly innocent, then there should have been no issue with Mueller's investigation. Or the whistleblower with the whole Ukraine deal. All he achieved was creating public distrust in the police force and FBI, which is certainly not ideal in any sort of situation. If you can't trust your own police force, who else are you going to go to when you're in trouble? The oh-so-wise president himself? Why would you go to the president if even he is not upholding the democratic rules that your own society is supposed to have and is supposedly built off? (laughs) This is how democracies die. Go off, I guess. (laughs) But like, seriously, am I wrong? I mean, Trump already doesn't follow the principles of democracy like a president probably should. He constantly trashes on the media, referring to it as fake news, even when the news is factually correct. How can you dismiss such an important part of democracy like it's nothing more than a crumb? That was a beautiful analogy, Tara. Truly. I shed a tear. Well, take a step back. Why is the media so important? Oh, I know this one. The media is so vital because that's how voters get the information they use to judge their decision-making off of. And if people no longer have faith or trust in the media due to Trump constantly dismissing it, then how are they going to get the information to make decisions that affect their whole country? Exactly! Trump has constantly referred to the media as the enemies of the people. Isn't that how Stalin used to describe people that didn't agree with him? Yeah, yeah, he did. Trump has accused multiple news sources of treason and threatened to take legal action against them, but oh no, he couldn't stop there. In October, Trump made the executive decision to cancel subscriptions to both the New York Times and the Washington Post for all the White House. His excuse was to cut costs and save taxpayers money, but we all know that it's because those two news outlets are the ones constantly calling him out. That's even pettier than when he cancelled a whole trip to Denmark because he found out Greenland wasn't for sale. So much for the rule of free press and democracy. And to make it worse, he does all these announcements through Twitter. Like a teenager, whenever he has a problem, he just complains on Twitter without actually doing anything about it. Fun fact, Donald Trump loves Twitter. The way he writes his tweet is actually bizarre. It's like he's trying to be hip and cool by using Twitter to stay trendy. But in reality, he's just a boomer who has no idea about the unspoken rules of Twitter. If we do the maths, Trump averages 4,178 tweets per year. (laughs) God. (laughs) Trump also has a history of silencing minorities, which I don't know about you guys, but that sounds like the opposite of what a democracy is supposed to do. I mean, he had the whole thing about banning trans people from the army, which didn't go down very well with, like, anyone. (laughs) Tea. (laughs) 
He also said a lot of hate speech to four congresswomen, saying how they are traitors to their own country. So, altogether, Trump has made attacks on essential institutions such as the Department of Justice, the media, and his fellow politicians. Basically, he's done a lot of bad stuff. And whilst we would love to sit here drinking our tea and talk about all of Trump's issues, we would legit be here for days. And I don't know about you guys, but that's a no from me. Okay, I guess that'd be my cue to wrap it up. America is a severely flawed democracy with its institutions and civil liberties under stress. And Donald Trump, despite being Donald Trump, has somehow not been impeached. Imogen, Tara, Chelsea, thank you for coming into the studio. You've been average, but this is a high school podcast, so you can't expect much more. Again, it's Kelsey. <laughs> Classic Chelsea. And that's all we have time for today. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Democra ASC.